12 days of replays. Here you go. Stale Brad Jones. And this is a FTFD, FDE, Fantasy Draft Edition. Myself, the KFJ known as Seth, along with the Professor Vegas himself, Mike Tanay. Old school Fantasy Draft here. Top tag teams. This was a good show. This was a good one. You guys are going to like this. Fantasy Draft Jones, top tag teams. Enjoy it. This is old school fancy draft with me and Seth and Mike. This is how we used to roll back in the day. So enjoy it. Stale bread. 12 days of it. Uh, 12 days of replays. Enjoy it. Don't bitch about it. Or uh, I will tell you to go F yourself. Bye-bye. This is Taz. The mood is about to change. The human podcast machine. You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? All right, here we go. Welcome to the human podcast machine. My name is Taz, and this is the Fantasy Draft Edition. I believe this is volume four, I believe. Something like that. Who's counting? you scoring at home? Well, those voices you heard. That was uh, Professor Mike today, Professor Vegas. Say hello, Professor. Hello. Hey, All right. We got Seth here. on the human podcast. Okay. Machine. You could just say <laughs> in and out, Mike. In and out, bro. You got plenty of time to talk. In and out. And I want to introduce uh, my uh, my handsome producer, Seth. Say hello, Seth. Great to be here, Taz. Right. That's a, See, that's it, Mike. Ready? Right there. That's what he's going to do. Done. Sound bites. Sound bites. Now, here we go. We are going to do top tag teams. So those that are new... To the Fantasy Draft Edition, quick overview. This is not a contrived list by the three of us. We do not know which each guy has on their list. We go from 10 to 1. We pick the, uh, you know, the, the, who we feel, in this instance, the top tag teams. Uh, you know, around, ever, all and time. If you haven't heard the previous editions of, of these fantasy podcasts, you've got to go back and check them out. I of mean, course. unbelievable. And, now, and this coming off that last one we did, which was the managers, I think this is going to be a little bit different in terms of maybe a little bit more over the board as far as the teams. The managers was almost like that cut and dried list where we had the 10 guys in most instances just in different slots. I think tag teams going to be a little bit uh, more wild, I think. All right, thanks for your input, Mike. Um, Anytime I can help. Yeah. When I ask you, then you could say. How about that? How about okay, we play that I'll game? tell you what. Here's the deal. You point, I talk. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm a chimpanzee. <laughs> <laughs> no, they talk less. Um, all right. So we're going to do this. We're going to do a typical order. We're going to let Tanay go first. And then 20 minutes later, Seth will go. Yeah, that's the way. It's sound bite. Come on. And then, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. And then Seth will go. And then I will go. And again, this is... Like I like to say out here, guys, this list, I know a lot of people on Twitter, they come at me, they'll come at Seth, they'll come at you, Mike. How could you guys forget this? How could you guys forget this guy? How could you? I understand, as I've stated before, in a podcast and on Twitter, these are just our individual opinions, and it doesn't mean we're right. It's not written in concrete, so please, before you get all defensive and passionate, chill. It's a draft. That's the way they are. I'm, I'm, I'm with them from the passion standpoint, but like Taz said, understand it's subjective. And also understand, I think, what what is different in a lot of instances, the number of years that each one of us maybe has watched wrestling, we're going to have a different perspective. If I've seen teams that you guys haven't, the part of the country that I grew up in, saw different wrestlers. So it's subjective. It's our opinion. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. But we do love the passion of the people who, you know, definitely speak up on Twitter when somebody that they like is not picked. Thanks again, Mike. All right. So... Um, <laughs> 
I thought I just added a nice little layer uh, right onto the cake that you tried to bake. If I said that it was... Maybe it was the tenacity. It's like icing. You know, I just added... Speaking that. of <laughs> icing, speaking of icing, it's a natural segue. If I said, well, Seth, look out the window and how much snow is coming down, Mike then would jump in and explain everything about Snowfall while he's in Las Vegas. Yeah, but you don't, you don't want to do that because the show's evergreen. By the time this thing hits the podcast airwaves, it could be 80 degrees. Let's go. Come on, well, guys. All right, actually, I'll get the hang of this podcasting eventually. <laughs> You're right. All right, so uh, let's do the top 10 tag teams. Enough with the comic relief from today. Um, I swear to God, I said I was going to ban you. one I, more I, disclaimer oh up at my the top God. here? Yeah, go ahead, Mike. I think to me, when it comes to tag teams, the most difficult aspect that I had was separating teams where the singles careers took off so much that maybe they didn't have longevity as a team. So it, it, I, I think in terms of our honorable mention lists, I think they're really going to be intriguing. Well, now I'm throwing a flag. Because if you have teams on your list, my friend, that are encompassing guys who had more success as sing- singles, then you don't really have strong tag teams on your list. That's, that, that's, my, that's the point I'm making. That's it. See, again, what, what I'm doing here is I'm setting the table, and then you're coming in and making my point for me. So I appreciate that. I don't know why, but you're welcome. I think we're all on the same point with that. I, yeah, I, I, I'm Can so I confused. Can I number 10? I, I'm just confused. Mike, no, you can't start until I say start. <laughs> now you can go. Start. <laughs> now, top 10 tag teams. Number 10 for me is going to be one that's really going to get you PO'd. You're really going to be upset. Oh, good, I'm already pissed. Is it's a, this is sort of a hybrid team. I call number 10 America's Most Money or Beer Wanted. Hmm. Well, in other words, I look at a team like America's Most Wanted, the Chris Harris, James Storm team. I look like a, at a team like James Storm and and Bobby Roode, the Beer Money Tag Team, as really just doing amazing work for years in TNA, and it became difficult to separate the two teams. Uh, James Storm has has proven to be an amazing tag team competitor as well as a singles wrestler uh, through the years with TNA. And I also thought, in, in many instances, when I looked at my, my top ten teams here, it was teams from the past, very few active teams, or teams that have just uh, you know been around within the past couple of years. So that was one of the reasons why I put that America's Most Money. Uh, or why? 10. Why? So you just put a more of a current team on just to be more current? Uh, I, I think I think I didn't do it for that reason, but I did it because they were so good in an era where there weren't many tag teams. And if you think about, okay, that's a good point. Let's say uh, AMW. AMW started 2002, had about a four or five year run. If you think back, uh, WWE really had almost done away with tag team wrestling. Uh, by that time, and it was really just you know that that era of the the Hardys and Eddie yeah. Christian and the Dudleys that had just ended, and they really went away from tag teams. So that's why AMW to me was uh, so impressive, and you know I called all those matches and just loved them as well as the beer money la, teams. La, 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 that's my number ten. Moving right along, la, 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 I knew he'd be PO'd. Uh, we gotta have a, we got to have a stopwatch on today. A buzzer. Wait, you just want me to give you the name and move on? I know what I don't have, Mike. I don't have my flag. It's not here. <laughs> oh, come Last on, episode, Seth. I said yeah, I want a flag. For much. I have a yellow highlighter. I can throw it in the air. Throw it. 
Well, he, I'm not throwing a flag yet. You, he asked you for the flag, Seth. Come I on. did. It's, 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 how many months? Like over a month. All right, anyway. All right, so what do you got at number 10? So Mike today's got a, AMW at number 10. Who do you have at number 10? By the way, I think AMW's a great team, by the way. I'm not just throwing that away. I'll get into that later. Hmm? Well, I'm going to give my number 10, and then Taz is going to tell you more about him than I could ever possibly tell you, but... I have the Eliminators, Saturn and Cronus at number 10. They, I thought, were the best tag team in ECW. They had classic matches with Sabu and Van Dam, as well as Doc and Gordy. And I, I just love their work as a tag team. I thought they were great. Big, huge, humongous fan of the Eliminators. Always have been. Um, even before they came into ECW, I spotted them and I, I remember saying to Heyman, look, these guys are unreal. This is just, these guys are just a kind of a, in their own world here. It's like a, a, a new and improved version of the Road Warriors. Basically, for you younger fans out there, if you look at the Ascension, okay, the Eliminators had that kind of vibe, but didn't try to rip off the Road Warriors and were 50 times the workers that they were. <laughs> so that that like what, what the WWE is trying to do with the Ascension, in my opinion, is kind of a newer version, modern day version of the uh, the Road Warriors. The Eliminators, I think, did that, encompassed that, and and were just better, you know, by far, and didn't try to rip off the Road Warriors. Uh, it kind of was a similar f- vibe. Now, shocking to both you fellas. I do not. I do not have the Eliminators in my top ten. Nor do I. I, I, I almost did, man. I got them in my honorable mention, but I wrestled with it. Pardon the pun. I really did. I'm a huge fan of Eliminators, but I I was doing this list. I'm like, man, ten's not enough. I need fifteen. There's a yeah, lot of tag this, teams. This one really was tough. I guess for me, I think of the Eliminators, and uh, they obviously made great strides in ECW. But did they have the longevity? That, you, that you're really looking for and adding to that. So that's why they didn't make my list. Who did you have ten at number 10? Tom? I had uh, Steiners. Okay. I, I had Scott and Rick Steiner in the 10 hole. Um, I just think the Steiners uh, really, um, obviously, in the, you know, NWA or WCW, I always get confused when the transition happened from the NWA. Mike, you know better yeah, than it was, me. It was NWA pretty much until that early 90s switch to yeah. WCW. Just thought the Steiners were... Kind of a, a ahead of their time a little bit, incorporating suplex to the level that they did, and um, being two two cats that wrestled at the University of Michigan, and um, talk about credibility. Oh man. yeah, two big jacked up nasty brothers. I mean, they they Jay, uh, I don't know. I just was a big fan of the Steiners, and feel that. Um, Look, were they going to go in there and have 10-star matches? No. But they did some stuff that was ahead of their time. Some of the bigger bumps that they would give guys, or even take Scott more than Rick, I mean, was impressive. I mean, I'm talking about early days Steiners. You know, they were very, very impressive back in the day. Then their ability to go to Japan and compete in that uh, that Japanese strong style that you always call it. Yeah. Uh, also so impressive. I don't have the Steiners on my top 10. Wow. List, but yeah, I definitely have them on my honorable mention. Right they were right there. What, what do we say, Seth? Sort of bubbling under. Just right outside the top ten. Okay. Just <laughs> under my top ten. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. I love it. Love it. That's got okay, I got an idea of production, but we're gonna kafab it. Alright, so all right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Where are we? Ah, number nine. Mike, Mike, number nine. Who's your number nine? How about at number nine? 
And again, this was one of those interesting ones because of the, of the way that the career of Bret Hart took off. But at number nine, I tossed in the Hart Foundation. I, really? I, I loved that team. I loved what it did in terms of establishing uh, Bret Hart to, to where he then took off with his singles career. Neidhart and him, I thought, fantastic. Jimmy Hart, part of the, the whole connection. I had the Hart Foundation at number nine. Kind of an interesting pick, I think. Don't know whether you guys will have uh, them on your list. I have, I have the Hart Foundation on... Um on my list, I'm not going to get into that at the okay. very moment. Uh, t- uh, Seth, you do you? I have them on my list. Yeah, big fan, big fan of Hall Foundation. Number nine for Seth. Who do you got? Again, I look at this. This is my fantasy draft, and this is my uh, these are my wild Samoans at number mm. nine. Often and Sika. I think they were the first ones like to have that that mysterious no talk from another. They almost not from from an island. They look like they're from an island and they were very uh, intimidating and and powerful. I remember when I was a kid and I'd watch at midnight, I'd stay up and watch wrestling in New York on Channel 9. Channel 9. Right, you yeah. remember you were from, where you grew up in Jersey? Jersey, yeah. Today's from the Paradise City of... Um, I got you, come on. Uh, <laughs> he knows the call letters. Look at him, he knows the call letters. <laughs> anyway, I would step to midnight, my dad and all his buddies were playing cards in the basement, and uh, they'd start at midnight, and there, there might have been some gambling involved in the basement. Really? And... <laughs> <laughs> was today there? No. No, but he, Mike knows that, my old man. I was selling him the racing for Yeah, exactly. And I would stay up. I'd struggle to stay awake to watch wrestling, like a lot of kids, on WOR, you know, on Channel 9. And, and I remember the first time I saw the Wild Simones. I was friggin' scared. And I was like 17 years old watching this. No, 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 no. It was last week. <laughs> no, I was scared. It was really I, crazy. Yeah, right. No, I don't know. I was probably like nine years old, eight years old. But I'll tell you, man, I was so scared of them. <laughs> they just, to your point, man, they were friggin' scary. Uh, and, and obviously their offspring and their, their nephews and their sons. I mean, they're all the success with Alpha the, the, and the Secret. people that they've trained in the business. It oh, is amazing, God. isn't it? That's a good point. Uh, they, yeah, it really is. Uh, and great guys. I mean, I know Alpha more than I know Sika because uh, Alpha. I believe he's in Pennsylvania still, and his dojo's there and all. And uh, so, uh, man, good, just good people, and um, totally. And offense seeker, great. And I believe Seeker is the dad of Roman Reigns. For those younger fans out there, listen to this. Um, now, Mike, because you know, in our business, it gets a little confusing. What the the, the uh, Samoan heritage? This, the lineage of the Samoan. It's so confusing. Years, it's because it, anybody who is is from that Polynesian or Samoan heritage is automatically related. Yeah, I think they really they're, are. They're a cousin at the, you know at the absolute least, and I think it's it's amazing the way that that's. Uh, and there's an un, unwritten the rule: business. you you don't get into a fight in the business with any of the Samoans. So, no reason to, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but now Alpha's son was Sammy, right? Samu. Yeah, I believe so. I thought you would know that for sure. I mean, you know what? This is this is like dealing with the in the South with the Welches and the Fullers and that, that, that whole bunch. It, it, I had Google Jerry it. Jarrett explain it to me one night for a half an hour. Who did? Jarrett? Jerry, Jerry, oh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. explained who was related to who. I had no idea at the end at it, it, it all. What it's he was confusing, about. man. I know. I'm like with Rikishi and 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 oh my god, and and Umaga, God rest his soul. I mean, all, all those guys, man. It was like The Rock. The Rock, obviously, through Peter Maivia, yeah. his grandfather. Usos, I mean, Usos are the sons of Rikishi. Uh, Samoa Joe has to be related somehow to some of those cats. <laughs> I, I got to ask Joe. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so you got the Wild Samoans. All right, that's cool. I'm a nine, and, and they're great, no doubt. Um, I have ENC, man, Edge and Christian. I got those cats at number nine. I think they 
along with the Hardys and Dudleys and through the WWF at that time, uh, you know, with uh, TLC and stuff like that, kind of changed uh, the insanity of, of the tag team realm. And I think Edge and Christian were at the forefront of that. So I have Edge and Christian at number nine. I tell you what, that's really a great point. And I sat here with, with, with Edge and Christian on my honorable mention list and did everything that I could to try and put them in the top ten. Again, I think that's another team that for me, because they had that incredible couple of year run, it'll always be cemented in my head. But because then their singles careers took off so much, you know, I, I, I go back to not putting them in the top ten. Mike, anyway, for me, number eight. I, I'm is surprised, Mike. I, I'm surprised. You don't have Steiners. You don't have Edge and Christian. I think it, this, this also points out what I said at the top of this podcast, that it's going to be a different list, not like the managers where there was so much of that, that common thread right. because it's so damn competitive. The number eight for me is really one of my favorite teams of all time, not like the, the, you know everybody on this list isn't. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard <laughs> as the Brain Busters, to me, they were just the quintessential badass tag team. I love those guys as a team. Very weird, too, when they left WCW, the NWA, go to... to uh, uh, to the WWF at that time, and just had some amazing matches also up there. Arn and Tully at number eight. Well, I, I'm shocked that they're at eight. I have Arn and Tully on my list. I'm a little surprised and disappointed in you, Mike, that you have them at eight. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I have them higher, right? I'm, I'm, that's, I'm disappointed. I'm so, and Arn would be literally pissed off at you, by the way. I know. He should be. You know, he would be. Arn's one of the greatest guys ever. You're not kidding. Who, uh, number eight, who do you have, Seth? You guys can really be pissed at me. Oh, boy. When the, all, all the tag teams are left off my list. Uh, when you combine the speed and intensity of one wrestler along with the raw power of another. Listen, listen, cut the promo and just give me the guy. <laughs> Jesus, these guys cutting promos now. Oh, man, now I'm all wait, flummoxed. Wait too much time. He's, 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 cut, he's right. actually cutting promos. Uh, all of a sudden, it went from the voice of the fan <laughs> to a guy that's taken over the show. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened here? Exactly. The freeze. Well, I would like to say the Magna Carta <laughs> and then the Pinta and the Santa Maria. Please. Yeah, come on, Professor Junior. Spit it out. <laughs> no, I'm going to go back to my fandom. Okay, guys. Number number eight, I have the British Bulldogs. Ooh, wow. The Bulldogs. Really? Bulldogs. Dynamite Kid was on uh, my list of all-time top ten fantasy draft. Yeah, I yeah. think Dynamite Kid is uh, uh, just explosive, one of yeah. a kind. Awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, he, he really was an uh, um, inspiration to future wrestlers. And the Bulldog I, I, was... I love that choice, by the way. The way of the Bulldogs got him on my list too. Yeah, got him on Davey, my list. Davey Boy was a powerhouse. I mean, those two together were like you know they were uh, explosive. I, 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 you know, love the pick, no doubt about it. Love the Bulldogs pick. I mean, no doubt. Um, we'll get into that a little bit. They're on my list too, so we'll get into that shortly. Uh, number seven, uh, Mister Professor. Today, no, number eight. Taz. Okay, number eight, Taz. I know, I know, I got it. I'm just come joking. On, come on, Taz. Testing you guys. Hello. Keep up, keep we don't up. want to have that happen again. Tweets will be coming in. Taz forgot us. Number eight. <laughs> we didn't get Taz's eight. What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> 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 all right. So, all right. So my number eight. All, you know, is the Midnight Express. I mean, how could you say anything negative about the Midnight Express? Seriously. Seth, why are you looking at me like that? You don't like uh, the Midnight Express? I, I like him a lot more than you do. So Ooh, do I. Wow, very good. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, okay. So talk about it, Mike. Talk about the Midnights. 
Uh, I tell you what, that Midnight Express team, just amazing. And especially when you think of the changes that were made in the team, uh, of course, the constant would be Bobby Eaton, and then the switch from Dennis Condry to Stan Lane. Of course, Jim Cornette, always the constant as well. And, yeah. and I, I've got them on my list. I, I don't want to say too much more, well, but I still I, have them to come. Mike, I have a question, though. I mean, no disrespect to the actual Midnights, but do you think that without Cornette, they would have got to that level they got? I don't think so, uh, because of the the ability of Cornette to be that mouthpiece that really added the final touch to that that package of the Midnight Express. So, uh, incredibly solid uh, bell to bell guys, the perfect mix in terms of tag team. But without Jim Cornette, no, they would not have reached the levels they did. Okay, sweet. What do you? Uh, what do we got? We got seven, right? Today's today it's seven, and you talked about Midnight Express. I'm going to come in with a, a different Midnight look here and go the Midnight Rockers, the Rockers of Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. Mm. These guys, wow! And, and again, this is another one of those tough ones because of the way Shawn Michaels' singles career just skyrocketed. But uh, I think it was so important in his overall growth as a wrestler. I probably saw, I don't know how many, 25, 30 Midnight Rockers matches, AWA tapings in Las Vegas at the showboat. And there was a series of matches that the Rockers had with another team that, well, it won't make the top 10 list, but in terms of perfect opponents for these guys, and I'm talking about the team of Buddy Rose and Doug Summers, managed by Sherry Martell, I saw so many great matches with the Rockers against Rose and Summers. It really uh, held the AWA together uh, for years years, and I just loved uh, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels as a tag team. They're number seven. Well, me. I gotta tell you, I don't I don't disagree with you. The Rockers were awesome. Uh, Jannetty uh, and HPK, for sure, before he was actually called HPK, right? But I don't have them in my top ten. I understand. And again, I think that's the great part of this tag team list. It can be so diverse. I gotta make an honorable mention. I mean, I, I, you know, when you said said that, I'm like, alright, you know, I... Uh, I don't have my top ten. What, what do you What do you got? That uh, number seven, Seth. I have the fabulous Freebirds. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Boom. Uh, now, what, what faction of them? You know, just a, a uh, mixture, right? The mixture. Yeah, the three, the threesome. I mean, uh, you know, P.S. Hayes and uh, Terry Gordy and Buddy Roberts. Were right, like, right. That's the, the the classic lineup. I love Jimmy Garvin too, but I don't know. I don't consider yeah, him a Freebird. Like, he was kind of like later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, love him though. Yeah, he great promo. What do you think, but, Mike? You don't consider Jimmy Garvin a Freebird, right? Uh, I, I'm with you guys on the original group there. Yeah. I have the birds on my list still to come too. I mean, uh, they, they each so different the three of them, and it just came together so well. And I think they're the first the first. Uh, wrestlers to have their own theme song, if I'm not mistaken. They are, and if yeah. you know Michael Hayes, he will tell you that every day. Um, <laughs> Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. Not, well, actually, they do something that, he made that, he wrote that, but he had, a, I don't, I'm sure the original music was uh, by Leonard Skinner, yeah. Freebird. Yep. But, and you know, you know P.S. Hayes, bro, uh, today. And he'll, he will tell, oh yeah, we were first, well, I mean, not the Road Wars, I ripped him in WWE. Oh, bro, the Road Wars are first, they had Iron, Iron Man, you know, by Black Sabbath. No, 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 we had it first. And he would, I don't know what the true answer is on that. Well, as far as, as, as guys that came out with entrance music, it goes back to the Gorgeous George era. Gorgeous George would, would, would come out to entrance music, so he would be the first. In, in, in terms of the territories, there was a, a guy named uh, Leroy Brown who came out to the Jim Croce song, Bad, Bad Leroy Brown. But as far as on a national basis, I think that Michael Hayes may have some bragging rights there. Well, I think I said national, Mike, but you feel like correcting me. I think I, think I, I said the word national. Layer of, of professorism. 
tomorrow. No, I think I said the word I national. The stuff with gorgeous George and, and Leroy Brown was pretty good. Yeah, well, of course, because you have to put yourself over. Because you're in. You're, you know why, Mike? You, you know why? That certainly won't. No, because you're insecure, Mike. That, that's why. <laughs> you, you have to. I'm going to psychoanalyze you here. You have to. You have to upstage the Hold rest on, of let me us. Get on the couch. You have to. And out of the three of us, I think there's only one of us that's been half of a tag team champion before. But I digress. Well, that's Seth. That's yeah. established. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Um, thank you, Professor. Where are we? Am I up seven? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm up seven, right? You're up somewhere. <laughs> nice. And it might be a creek. <laughs> no battle. Oh, that was good. I got the British Bulldogs at number seven. So I, I you know, I was, uh, you had him at eighth, Seth. I had him at seven. Um, man, I tell you, during the early days of the WWF, I remember seeing them in matches at Master Square Garden in Philadelphia at the Spectrum. And um, I just think. As time went on, they were always great. But I think during that that hot time, like, you know, with the hearts and stuff, just the matches they've had, they were just amazing. I mean, just chemistry between Dynamite and Davey Boy was truly amazing. Big, big fan of the British Bulldogs. And just to throw in there, uh, another great autobiography, uh, Dynamite Kids book. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, you got uh, it. I got it. I got some well, books. All of, sudden, he's, all of a sudden, Seth is Oprah with his uh, with his book club now. No, he's Simon. I'm Schuster. <laughs> Keep in the family. <laughs> That's true. I got it. Today, no, he's, he's on the out. It's an inside joke, Mike. You don't get it. Um, look, he's laying out. He's, he's hot now. Mike's hot. I don't get it. What do you mean? I don't get the joke. I'm the press. I know everything. I know well, the hell you all. I know everything. Publishing company. Come on. Wait, wait. What'd you say? What'd you say? Say it again. Simon and Schuster, publishing company. Yeah, but who owns them? Oh, I'm sure it's probably CBS, right? And we move on. So, uh, <laughs> yes, correct. Um, it is. So we're homers here. Just like your pick at number 10 that you picked AMW. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, I'm calling boy, you out, brother. Is that ever a low blow? Is that, it my turn at number six? No, no. It's it's not your turn yet until I say so. But I'm calling your number 10. And I was a You're fan. calling my 10 a homer pick? I gave you a 10-minute explanation on why and I thought it was excellent. Well, that, that made it worse. That did make it worse. That's why you did <laughs> that. worse. I got that. Eliminate this. Eliminate this, brother. Oh, oh man. I wish Perry it. Saturn was here right now. Oh, uh, We don't know where he is. If he was here, he wouldn't be able to see you straight. But I digress. <laughs> All right, so, so Perry would laugh if he said that. I don't know where he is. I can't find him. He followed me on Twitter. I followed him back. He communicated a little bit a couple of years ago and he disappeared again. Got disappeared again. Where is he? Uh, if Mike, anybody, where's if, Perry? If anyone knows, please uh, tweet uh, Taz. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that should work well. Um, all right, Mike, well, you're up, right? Putting out wanted posters and, 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 and Perry Saturn's on the side of a milk cart. <laughs> the hell's going on here? This show's gone right to hell. Oh, I don't know where Perry is, but we'll find Perry. I love Perry. All right, we're good, good buddies. What do you got, Mike? Number six, you're up. Yeah, six is one of those where... I said, you know what? I, I just I had such depth, incredible depth, deep depth, as Yogi Berra would call it, at the top of the uh, rankings here. Number six, uh, mad respect for the 3D team, the Dudleys, especially in terms of the longevity of of Bubba and Devon, and not only longevity, but longevity in an era where tag teams were put on the back burner, number one, and also you just never saw those teams that stayed together for years like they did in the 50s, like they did in the 60s, and like they did in the 70s. Uh, so, so longevity, for sure, yep. for the Dudleys, but also to be able to do it when they did it was just amazing to me. Yeah, I, I um, totally agree, and I, I, I'm, I'm proud to say I was, 
there when that whole thing with the Dudleys started. And for those that don't know, talking about teams, like just to give you a real little quick history lesson, the Dudleys actually was not supposed to be a actual tag team. It was supposed to be a big faction, all family members of different races and generations. So the stories behind the Dudley was Big Daddy Dudley was an independent pro wrestler that never made it big. And he would go on the road and impregnate all these different women. <laughs> this is a shoot. So, well, we... Well, we so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> words have never been more accurate. He would, that he was, would impregnate women and this is a shoot. Well, <laughs> well that's the gimmick. So, so the gimmick was that he would... Ended up that he was hooking up with all different nationalities of females, and he had always he had he had a, a child who was, you know, African American. He had a child who was Caucasian. He had a child who was American Indian. He was supposed to have a child who who was uh, of West Indian descent. He was supposed to have like an Asian child. Like so, it was supposed to be this whole different like United Nations of Dudleys. That was the real the grassroots of what the gimmick was supposed to be, but it never came forward, you know. Uh, we, we ended up getting a few of them in there, like the um, Dancings with Dudleys, American Indian Dudley, uh, Devon Bubber, obviously. Spike Dudley was a little runt, because Big Daddy Dudley hooked up with, like, you know, a little, like a smaller female that was, like, runty. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, I'm getting crazy. But that's, I, was, I, was, this, I, was, I was just, I don't want, I mean to digress here, I was just thinking of maybe, like, Pat Tanaka Dudley. Yeah, <laughs> I love Pat. I do too. Oh, that's funny. No, but we would sit around like me. Now, Bubba had nothing to do with this. Bubba was a, a greener kid, so it was me, Raven, Dreamer. We would come up with this stuff. Well, not Dreamer too much. Me, Raven, probably Heyman. Me and Raven usually were the culprits of coming up with this craziness, and we go right to Paul. Paul, we gotta do this. Yeah, I love it. Great, we'll do it. We'll do it. And it kind of it slowly morphed, and it just stopped. So, um, anyway, that's the grassroots. Of the uh, Dudley gimmick, you guys seem like you're very excited to hear that. Uh, are, we, are we still doing tag team? No, yeah, we are. <laughs> Taz has got his own show going. He's working solo. Uh, we're filming too. We're doing yeah, a history of ACW DVD with Taz. Yeah, yeah. Me doing a solo show would never get over. Um, I would need you guys for sure. Uh, anyway, so who goes now? You. you. No, I don't. Do I really? Number uh, no, no. you number I six. Do. So you raise your voice <laughs> and you get all nasty. You know what you're talking about. I apologize. Number six, Seth, go. Rock and Roll Express. Son of a gun. We got the same one at six. Uh, how about you're that? looking at my freaking. Oh, totally. Yeah, I saw you. This is yeah. gonna work out great because I have I can't see that far. So all three of us are gonna talk about him in order. Right in a row. We really oh, yeah. do. Okay. Morton and Gibson. I mean, uh, Morton's one of the best sellers. Uh, you guys probably know better than me of all time. Uh, I, I, I look at them as like they're the teen idols of the tag team uh, division. But there was a lot of them back then, right? But they were like they, my, were, the, they th- were the they were no no I agree, but but not maybe massive national. I have them again. Like I have them at six, like you. But the Midnight Rockers, to Mike Tenay's point, like they were, they were yeah, Fantastics. Oh man, I. I know it. Oh, I tell you what, it's it's tough, oh. isn't it? I have them on my honorable mention, but I think the reason that I have them, and I'm just going to jump ahead here because since we're all on Rock and Roll Express, I have them at five, and Taz has them at six, Seth has them at six. I think because they were probably the forerunner of that kind of a tag team where you had the Fantastics that followed behind them, you had the Fabulous ones, uh, Stan Lane and Steve Kern that followed behind them, but amazingly enough, Rock and Roll Express still going, you know, fairly strong today in terms of independent bookings. Dude, I wrestled Robert Gibson 
in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. This was kind of after the whole big tag team fame that he had. Sure. With Morton, right? And we're working for Jim Cornette, you know, for, for Smokey, right? And, you know, Robert Gibson's just a great, he's a super guy, like one of the nicest guys you ever met in your life. And I I was the heel. He was the baby face. And we were somewhere in the South. Um, dude, I, it didn't matter what I did to this guy. The building, the building loved him. Loved him. So I could just imagine wrestling as a tag team guy against the the the, the um, Rock and Roll Express in their prime as a team. How over these guys must have been. You know what I mean? Oh, and they and they were. They really were over, and especially they. I think they brought a different segment of the audience uh, to the to the wrestling uh, matches. So I, I think they were, you know, pretty important as far as as uh, ticket sellers in that era, especially for a team that was maybe one or two from the top. So I, I think Rock and Roll Express is a pretty solid pick as at six six, and then that's my <coughs> number five. Yeah, totally agree, man. Um, number five for you. What do you got? One of my favorite tag teams. Uh, if it was favorite list, this might be number one. But uh, my fancy drafter, number five, is the Hart Foundation. Mm. I love the combination of uh, a classic brawler wrestler. You know, uh, Brett, as we know, is a great technician. And then you have Anvil, who's just a brawler, tough Porsche brawler. tank. Porsche yeah. tank. Yep, that's yeah. what they were referenced, I believe. I think they're one of the best, yeah. I think they're one of the best teams that, that kind of set, yeah. that, set that up. I got them on my list. Got them a little higher than you, and I got them a little higher than Tanae. Did them no justice at nine. I'm still su- surprised. <laughs> We got heat with Bret Hart or something? No heat with Bret Hart. What do you mean? I love yeah. Bret Hart. Yeah, you got heat with a lot of guys. That's what I heard anyway. Yeah, probably. That's a Bubba told me. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, Bubba gets talked about on the human podcast stream more than anyone, and he's yet to be on the show. It's great. I, anybody I talk to, I end up knocking Bubba and really burying Dream as much as possible. You know that, Mike. That's your M.O. <laughs> and those are his friends. Imagine how he talks about his enemies. <laughs> you know the story. Tanae talks about Heenan and you bury Dreamer. This is true. It happens all the time. <laughs> uh, my number five. Excuse me. My number five. Harmon. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. Do we need a break? On. You're going crazy. <laughs> my number five are the Dudleys. Um, <clears throat> we talked a lot about the Duds. And I you know, just, you know, Bubba and Devon. Um, I was there throughout that whole heyday in ECW, and then their success as Team 3D in the uh, WWE, uh, and then going into TNA. I mean, gee, I always lose track, Mike. You know, how many times were these guys tag team champions? 25 or something? Yeah, in the in the 20s, and then you, you factor in some of the tag team titles they held in Japan as well, yep. layered on, on top of that, and then, yeah, you're in that two-dozen range. Yeah, man, the Duds are uh, <clears throat> definitely, uh, definitely just... I'm just so happy for those guys, both great guys. And I, I know they would be so proud to be on a list with some of these teams because um, the mad respect that they both have for the Road Warriors, for example, or for the Samoans. Uh, the matches I've seen the Dudleys have with the Eliminators on spot shows throughout the Northeast that, that were never on TV, I was lucky to watch them through a curtain and before I had a wrestle because, you know, I was on after those guys. But, uh, you know, so. <laughs> Don't mean to brag or anything, but. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Humble. humble. Kind of joking. Yeah, they broke no. you in the popcorn match. I <laughs> yeah, I was in popcorn, exactly. <laughs> Seth's like, what's popcorn? I know what it means. <laughs> okay, what does it mean? It means everybody goes and gets popcorn when your match is on because no. nobody cares. When is it? What's, what's part of the show? Is it's it early in the show? First match? No, second uh, match? Why know. do you got to act? The match before the main event. No, 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 Seth. Why Damn don't it. you? You know what? You don't, Mike. Please lay out. You know what? Why don't you ask the question to two guys that know instead of coming off like you know? I thought I knew, but you don't know. All right, so tell me. Guess. Listen. Guessing doesn't mean you know. 
I thought I knew. You don't know. You you don't. Now you embarrassed me. Out here, I'm embarrassed. I'm and sorry. I don't mean embarrassed. I'm you. embarrassed for Mike because he's probably sitting there wiping his eyes. He's not even saying anything. You know. You told me to lay out, so I'm gonna lay out. You know me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know. Mike, me. I'm gonna send you some popcorn in the mail. Some gourmet popcorn. Popcorn match. I don't even want to say this publicly, but I will. Popcorn match is the match after intermission. Okay. Okay. Now we can move on. So don't act like you know something, Mr. Internet Google. Okay? <laughs> I didn't and Google anything. <laughs> guy had three freaking people tweet about him. Next thing you know, he's a star. This guy's over like The Rock now, all of a sudden. <laughs> so, it's unbelievable. I'm working with The Rock. So, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter what I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Dudleys were number yeah, five. He finally said something accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I couldn't lay out anymore. That pop, pop. That was funny. <laughs> All right. Seth's not up. Mike's up. I'm not up. Mike, you're up at number four, buddy. Number four for me. And now we're starting to get into that the, the, the top group here where we're getting some repetition. But four for me is the Freebirds. And I guess I, I would say it would be the Michael Hayes, uh, Terry Gordy, Buddy Jack Roberts era. Yep. Love, love what they did in terms of, of coming up with things like free bird rules <laughs> where, yeah. where you never knew which combination they, you were going to still know, have to get we no. had, and so many teams Wait. you know three three person teams I know we had triple X for a while Wait, hold and, on wait. Uh, I haven't heard the words free bird rules in a long time you do know Mike that Mike they still Michael Hayes still has that and it's not even wrestling anymore <laughs> <laughs> well, that's rules, huh? Oh, that's yeah. That's that's wow. That's that in the, sounds like a good one. Well, it's it's after the show. You I know? gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh God, I can't say it. But uh, that just popping. <laughs> you, 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 you implied it. That's good enough. That's we're good. All right. Uh, yeah, Freebirds, great pick the rivalry that the Freebirds had with the Von Erichs, and what they meant to cementing the Von Erichs legacy in Texas. Um, Von Erichs went from, I guess, the, the, the rivalry at the, at the time where there was a Gino Hernandez-Chris Adams rivalry, yeah. too. But I, I, I just think that overall, the Freebirds meant so much to making the Von Erichs as a family and as, as a team. Birds for me at number four. Yeah, can't go wrong. Um, great pick. Uh, I do have the Freebirds on my list. Uh, ranked them a little higher than you. Yo, what do you got there, Seth, at number four? You got the Steiners. All right, all right, all right. Um, the, the Scott Steiner, the one, is he the first one to do the Frankensteiner, or he's the one uh, who kind of made it popular, I guess, when I he got think, in Japan? I think he made it popular. He was not, he was not, the, not the first, first one to one. do it. Yeah. He was the first one to do the Frankensteiner, and Scott would come to me and be upset when I would call uh, a lucha move a hurricane rana. Mm. He wanted it to be known as the Frankensteiner. Now, the, the first person... You know, Mike, I saw, Mike, I can't picture Scott ever getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> he was the greatest. Yeah, he that. was. I love him. I love, I love Scott He's Steiner. awesome. That, now, the uh, first person that I saw do a Hurricane Rana, Frankensteiner, would have been a wrestler named Raul Mata, who wrestled in, in Southern California in the late 60s and early 70s. Goes back to a, a wrestler in, in Mexico named Huracan Ramirez, who invented the Hurricane Rana, but... Uh, Scott Steiner was the one that was that really popularized that Frankensteiner among U.S. wrestlers. Don't need Google. We got Mike Tanay. Yeah, well, that's that's why Mike's the best. And Everybody uh, loves Mike. Everybody loves Mike. Impressive though is it how big Scott is and, and able he can to do, do a Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. You're not kidding. Yeah, yeah. amazing, amazing, powerful team. Always had great matches. Always fun to watch. Well, you got to come on the show, Mike, and grandstand every time. Why? Why? I, you know, I open up my doors for you, and you got to come on here <laughs> and upstage people, upstage Seth. We're gonna do a top ten lucha. 
next, and you do it by yourself. How about that? <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't get any pushback from either of you two guys. That's a good point. That's how you take a week off. Mute the yeah. mics, Seth. That's a, that's a good point. That's so actually no, good point. two things to do. Push the button and mute the mics. Yeah, that's going to be a struggle. That <laughs> will be I, a struggle. I only have two hands. I know. I wish you had a third one so you could choke yourself out. <laughs> All right, so four, four in the four hole for yours truly, for me. Ties mission. No, I have the Hot Foundation. So, uh, see, so we're getting a lot of similar names here, boys. Um, I got the Hot Foundation in the four hole. We talked a lot about, about you know, uh, Jim Neidhart and Brent Hart. So, uh, there's not much more to say. I just think they belong in that four hole. I mean, I was a little, um, I'm still a little surprised that you today had them in the uh, nine uh, nine hole. I think the reason that I had them at, at nine instead of up because you're a homer because you I, never worked for WWE and you're a homer. That's why. Well, I, I think the re- the reason <laughs> thanks being, for no selling. Hart Foundation that. had that great run, <laughs> but then again, that singles career took off of Bret Hart so much that you didn't have the super longevity like you have with some of the other teams. That's why I had the Hart Foundation God, at nine. Mike. Well, I, look, I got a look, look, you attack me, I have to come back with something. I'm not just going to sit here like Seth. No, I but mean, you're, you're better than whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're better than you that. Know what? I, you know what? Let me, let me do this, Taz. Okay. You're wrong, Mike. I'll Uh-oh. tell you why. Good luck, Seth. The Good Hart, luck. The Hart Foundation were an established tag team for many, many years. It wasn't like a one, one and a half year run, and all of a sudden, Brett became this huge uh, star overnight. Can I interrupt you? Do you realize that I have a, a governor around the neck of Mike today? And right now, I just let go of it, and he's going to kill you right now? <laughs> do you realize that? <laughs> I witnessed this guy hey, guzzle people. I'm just Trust trying. To, I'm just trying to, like, you know. They, they don't know, do they? Dad? They don't know, Mike. Go ahead, Please. give it to me. Teach give this it to kid. Me. Teach look, him. Guys, yeah, Mike, look, tell look, him. Look, guys. Look, guys. <laughs> there's no way that you can equate the the, the the success of the Hart Foundation to what Bret Hart accomplished. Uh, it, in 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 my mind, that's for sure. As a singles wrestler, set the stage for Brett. No question about that. You're you're right. They were they were together for years as a tag team. But in terms of that super longevity that you see with teams, I thought you know great for the time that they were together. But then Brett's career really really took off as a single. So that you know that it's 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 that's the argument that we have here. Yeah, I um I don't agree with Seth, but I do I I do I see your point, but only I don't agree with you on Mike is that you said it several times here about longevity on teams, and that's a tough thing to say because you know as well as I, a lot of times when they see two guys getting over, and one guy is getting more more over, and that one guy happens to fit a slot that the book is going to put him in that slot. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's out, it's out of the hands yeah, of the yeah, team yeah, yeah, is what yeah, you're yeah. trying right, to right, say. Right, right, exactly. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm with you. So a lot of times, this longevity, we can't blame it on the tag team. No. You, you, know, you blame it on the guys that are, that are, that are booking the, the, the teams. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, when in doubt, blame creative. So, um, it's <laughs> worked for us for years. I mean, it sure has. I mean, geez, are you kidding me? Uh, what is a, 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 a wrestling broadcaster's worst nightmare? A writer. All right. Anyway, um, did I say that? Yeah, I did. Uh-oh. Uh, It'll be edited out. Don't worry about it. No, nah, you can do that. But, you know, who knows? But anyway, right, look, guys, look, please, chill out. It's break time. I, I got to make money here. Okay, we got to take a break. Well, the wait is finally over. Baseball season is here at last, and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, just instant cash, instant gratification. Why wait till the end of the season to claim your victory when you can win huge cash every day? 
At DraftKings, it's like a brand new season every time you play. Just select two pitchers, eight position players, stay under the salary cap, and you can be on your way to an enormous payday. Last year, check this out. Last year, Peter from Colorado, he won a million bucks at DraftKings, yo, in one day. Just by playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com right now and enter promo code TAZ, that's T-A-Z, to play for free. You could win part of $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code TAZ for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com. Hey, the human podcast machine will be right back. Gotta tell you, there's nothing worse than sleeping on a piece of crap junk mattress. Well, I'm gonna help you out with that. Well, not just me, but my friends over at Casper. Casper Mattress. They're gonna help you out with that. A mattress that's made in America, man. Obsessively engineered mattress with shockingly fair prices. And just the right sink when you lay in this thing. Just the right bounce when you bounce on it. Two technologies, they collide, man, to make this great mattress. Latex foam and memory foam, they come together for better nights and brighter days. Oh, yeah. You can't go wrong with Casper. Risk-free trial, boys and girls, and a return policy. Try sleeping on Casper. Check this out. For 100 days with free delivery and painless returns. Because, you know, that stuff could get annoying with something like a mattress. $500 for a twin-size mattress or $950 for a king-size mattress. Compared to that industry averages, that's, that, that's just an outstanding price point. So check out this special offer to you guys, listeners and supporters of me, Taz, and the Human Podcast Machine. You get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash T-A-Z. That's casper.com slash Taz, and, and, and you're going to get $50 towards any mattress. That is off the chart. Make sure you check out my boys at Casper. Get sleeping the right way. That's casper.com slash T-A-Z. Welcome back to this fantasy draft edition. Number three. Huh. What do you think? What do you know here? Mike Tanay's going again. I feel like yeah, he just Tanay's went. going again at yeah, three. Mike's he never stop. You don't and, stop and, talking, right? And we're getting we're getting this repetition going. Midnight Express for me at number three. And I, I know it might be a little bit higher than you guys had him. That's how impressed, really, that, that I was with the work of the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette. I think the best point that, uh, that Taz has made today was the, the, the question. And, and you know, I'm going to point out just one. <laughs> really impressed yeah, me. That's such a, like, a insulting. Points, one was really that, good. That's such an insulting and, and, uh, thing to say. <laughs> Holy left. Over there, right? What a left-handed compliment that was. <laughs> but the point that you made about how Jim Cornette just really brought that team together and the fact that they were able to switch and you know move people in, move people out with the appearance of Stan Lane coming in. We don't need to talk anymore. Established for me, number three, Midnight Express. But, what, what, but see, no, we do. Uh, what what uh, configuration of the Midnight's? I mean, what are we saying Overall is the best? body of work. 
Really? Are we saying that? I mean, really? Oh, sure, you have to, because I, I think for me, because it was just flawless the way that Stan Lane was able to come in. Huge fan of Stan Lane. I got you. I'm just... Wondering because all right, yeah, well, at the midnight, right? Bobby Eaton being the constant, Jim Cornette being the constant, but and and by the way, in in that era, who did not love the Midnight Express theme music too? Oh, it was great. It was uh, yeah, from the movie. What movie was that? Midnight uh, Express. Midnight Express. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, <laughs> so the, yeah, the really shocking it was, it came from the Midnight Express movie. What movie was that from? I know. Well, I'm, I'm kind of busy, Mike, doing a lot of stuff. I can't remember movies from the '60s. Yeah, I know what movies you were watching back then. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, right. It's 1995 on your bill at the hotel. Come on. <laughs> Bro, I was... Uh, well, anyway. Yeah, right, right. Uh-huh. Uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so where are we on number three here? <laughs> yep. So, unfortunately, Seth is up. Oh, man. I got the Midnight Express, too. I got the Midnight Express as well at number three. And Stan Lane, I believe uh, we referred to earlier, he's also part of the Fabulous Ones with yeah, Steve yeah, Kern. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. You're correct, sir. Mike, yes. Mike said that already. Nice try, though. All right. Damn, um, I tried to steal it. Yeah, and I have uh, my uh, team in the three hole is uh, Hayes, Gordy, and Roberts, the Freebirds. So we discussed the Freebirds. Man, I didn't expect this in this tag team realm. Mike today surprised me the most. I'll get to that at the end of this. Oh, uh, number two. No, 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 no. I've been burying enough people. I'm going to be nice. Uh, number two. What do you have? Uh, this, uh, what do you up there? What's your name? Today, Mike. Today, that's your name. Yeah. And this is repetition here, and again, I think it's just that that right at the top here. It's just the cream of the crop. I have the British Bulldogs at two. Wow. To me, groundbreaking as a tag team. Uh, you see teams like today, for example, when you when you watch the Wolves in TNA, and to me, so reminiscent of a team like Dynamite Kid. And, that's a great and, point. And Davey Boy. Great analogy. Great analogy, Mike. They're they're just. They're, they're a tag team where when you watch them, you know, you were try, trying to break into the wrestling business. You wanted to be like the, the British Bulldogs. Yeah. And I think brought such amazing matches uh, to the to the organization at that point, to the WWF when they were there uh, at a time when, they, you know, they, they just really needed that extra depth in terms of tag teams. Uh, I can't say enough good things about the British Bulldogs. That's why I have them at number two. Okay. Okay. We're going to end up arguing here between one and two. I think I see where the We're direction for the number one is. Similar to what we saw in the past when we did our top managers. But I got a little swerve of Rooney on this one. So cool. let's see. Number two for you, Seth. Who do you have? I have the Dudleys. Okay, okay. Dudley's cool. number two. Um, the longevity, the titles, the, uh, the great matches. They can, as you guys know better than me, they can have great matches with a big team or a small team. It right. doesn't matter. They can right. really go with anybody and it's always a good match. Okay, well... My number, and I agree with you. And my number two—that's actually a great point. And my number two are is the team that you guys both, I bet, have as number one, and it's the Road Warriors. Yep. Now, this is why I have them number two. To Seth's point about the Dudleys, follow the bouncing ball here. You had just said something alluding to the Dudleys can wrestle anyone and have great matches, right? You said that. I did. Okay. The Road Warriors, huge fan I was of them. They couldn't do that. The Royal Warriors were not built and equipped to have great matches with anyone. The Road Warriors were a one-dimensional killing machine team. That's what they were, that's how they were booked, and that's what worked best. That's why I don't have them at number one. I have them at number two. Again, I was a gigantic fan of these guys, okay? But 
Number two is pretty good. It is, but it's what, not. T- tremendous analysis, too. I'm going to put you over for that. Thanks. Uh, ex- exactly what you just said right there, and it's funny. What I wrote down while you were giving your analysis was it was because of the way that they were booked. So, I mean, you, you really said it right there. Um, although, think about what they did in terms of almost changing the face uh, of, of the wrestling business and opening the door for so many of the guys with that look to come in. Um, I just think that the Road Warriors so important. I love the analysis that Taz gave on why he has them at number two. Certainly could not disagree with anything that he just said. But I think when you look at that package, when you look at the entrance music, when you look at what they brought with the look, with the promos, um, I think for being a tag team ticket seller, I think maybe as good as anybody. Well, they were a, a, a they were a violent attraction. You knew it was a literally it was like two semis were going to run over a bunch of cars, and that. I'm sorry, you put that on TV, that two tractor trailers are going to go 100 miles an hour and run over five or six normal passenger cars? I'm watching that video. And, and that's what the Road Warriors were. They ran some bitches over. And, and that's how they were booked, and that's why they got over, and that's why they were so successful. Um, they were, their, the promo, especially Hawk, more than Animal, even though Animal was good, but Hawk and their bodies and the thick muscle built, the paint face, the mohawk, the inverted mohawk, all this spiked shoulder pads, the whole nine. Style of the promo, st- the catchphrase yeah. in the promo. The catchphrase, I didn't think of that. Oh, what a rush. Now, what they're really known for before that water, WWF water rush crap was <laughs> snack on danger, dine on death. Yep. And dead men make no money. Wow. Well, look at ah, Seth. Look love at the Road Warriors. Come on. Gun. Look at him. So that's why I didn't have them at one. But today you had the no, no drum roll, right? Today had... We had the drum roll later. Thanks for yeah, ruining the whole... stooged it off. Yeah, you, uh, no drum roll. Forget it. No drum roll. God, dog it. All right, well, <laughs> so today you had the Road Warriors at number one. So he had the Road Warriors at number one. Also, uh, one thing we can say that I can say about the Road Warriors that you guys obviously know but didn't say is they came out of that crew in Minnesota, right, with Rick Rude and Kurt sure, Hennig. They, yep, yep, they yep. trained with all those guys. So those Scott a bunch Hall, of ba- I think, trained there too, right, Mike? Yeah, you're talking about uh, with a guy Brett, named Eddie Sharkey. Eddie Sharkey, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of really was the uh, kind of followed in the steps of Vern Gagne. Vern Gagne for mm-hmm. years had the wrestling training camps yep. uh, in Minnesota. And I believe uh, off the top of my head, I think Vern trained Eddie Sharkey. I think he uh, did. And that Eddie Sharkey really came into play with, like you said, so many of those guys that that even went, I think, to the same high school in in Robbinsville, Robbinsdale, Robbinsville, yeah, right. And and um, it's just amazing the almost like the factory, the way that uh, that Eddie Sharkey turned out guys, Hall of Famers, bunch of badasses. Interesting, yeah, very interesting. Um, Great team. I mean, uh, wherever they went, they dominated. I think Warriors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what AWA, NWA, WWE didn't matter. They did pretty good in Japan, I believe, too, boys. Amen. Real good in Japan, and when that Iron, when that uh, Iron Man hit that Black Sabbath boy, holy Badass. cow, that was just awesome. I mean, I remember I had a VHS tape when I first broke into business, and <clears throat> I had a VHS. Yes, VHS, boys and girls. It was this look it up rectangle <laughs> thing with wheels in it, and, uh, and Google t- images. Yeah, 
And I watched this. It was like a, I don't know, I bought it at a video store. There used to be video stores, guys. Remember those things? Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Yeah. And little neighborhood video stores. And we yeah, have one. the section you were in, but we've already touched on that. <laughs> <laughs> they, had the, they, had, they had the little curtain right there. You know, I never went there. But I'm just yeah, saying, the one I, that little curtain. The, the store I went to had the little curtain back. and it had like a little midget guy with a, like a cane. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. A little midget guy? It was a little, what like real little. A big midget guy. Little right? midget guy, and he had cauliflower ears, and he, he would let you in the curtain room. Was it Sky Lolo? No, his name was Bob. <laughs> I would say his name was Little Beaver, but I can't. I, I, you know, I can't really. I can't, I can't make that. That was way too cheap of a joke. Uh, oh, went off the rails, boys. Comedy magic. Went off the rails. All right, so put this guy on the road, man. So where? So. Hey, this, Seth, I dealt with this for years in TNA. You have not. This is what I dealt with every every night. So we, this is how we show prep. Um, so Seth, That's who's true? It is true. That is that is it's true. Yeah, we go to the sushi place. Same thing. It just was a constant just rib. Uh, um, my number one is the Tasmaniacs. Taz oh, and well. Kevin Sullivan. Uh, oh God, what a team! What for, they're so ferocious. Those outfits. First I of mean, all, the Tasmaniacs. <laughs> Sullivan was not one of them. I don't no, know. No, I, I want you to tell me sure. the name of your tag team partner, which is could be one of the great names in all the professional. I don't wrestling. even know. Oh, my, when I was the Tasmaniacs. Yeah, T- uh, Tasmaniac two. His real name? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, no. His his gimmick name was Kona. No. No, he was. Who was wow, I? Was you don't I, even know. I felt bad that I didn't time know. Ago, and I was the guy. <laughs> we were a tag team. This was years ago. We only had a few matches. We were. Um, well, it's it's Chris Chetty's brother. That's who it was. Joe Chetty, my cousin. <sighs> what were on? It was Kona and oh Mako. Mako. He was Mako. I was Kona. Mako. Like, <laughs> like a shark. It sounds like where I take my card again. Oh no. no. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, okay, so my Seth, number one's the Road Warriors. Seth on. and Mike today, Jay Brony. No, it was, <laughs> take it home, Taz. You're number one. Well, yeah, I, I, I have no idea who your number one is. We went off the rail for the from the Tasmania convo. I was really going to a whole another twenty minute diatribe. Uh, uh, I'm good, I'm good. We, that we edit that out. Yeah, good point. <laughs> All right, so your number one is the Road Warriors, also correct. My number one. Is on Anderson Tully Blanchett. Wow. Yes, See, sir. Well, I have my reasons. You know what? That, now, that's the respect that I was looking for. I put him at eight and didn't think that either of you guys would have him on the list. W- was that not a tremendous tag team? Bro, here's the deal. And I'm talking about, forget Brain Buster stuff. I'm talking about their whole success in the NWA. Look, man, uh, as a former wrestler, especially a tag team, and being in tag teams like I was, not not as much as other guys, it's so important that not one, but both guys can have the versatility to work with other guys and work with different style guys. And that's what On and Tully was amazing at. They had the versatility and the utility type guys to work with anyone from bumping around in fear of uh, the Road Warriors to wrestling the Varsity Club and getting suplexed all over the place to working with a team like the Rock and Roll Express and getting heat on them. So that versatility brings longevity, brings money, brings gait, brings success. And, and, and those two cats, the way they talk, the way they worked, Part of the four horsemen. I mean, to me, they're number one, no brainer. Pardon wow. the pun. That, that, that's great. They Hall really famers. personified tag team wrestling for me uh, in in the era that they were around. And then I, I thought for them to be able to go 
to the WWF, and, and I think, Taz, you, you remember back in, in those days, you would see a team that, that, that had really established themselves in the NWA and in WCW Weird. with Weird. a certain style. Yeah. They had a physical style, and then when you would see them go to the WWF, Strange. You, you often saw not the same version of that team. Yeah. But they were the exception, and I think it, it helped that they had some great matches with uh, with the Rockers early on. To me, that Brainbusters Rockers series that they had well, in, in, in <clears throat> WWF really just cemented it for me as, as them being. I agree. Team. And to your point about like when years ago when these guys would go from NWA to WWF, remember when um when Barb and uh, and the Warlord when they Powers right, of Pain Powers of Pain yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, what they, I'm trying to remember now. What did Powers of Pain in the NWA too? Sure, they were right, and and when they went over to WWF, it was they, they kind of was a different style. I mean, it would still looked the same, right? But they didn't. It was because Demolition was there, who none of us mentioned, by the way. Yep. But um, uh, but we have honorable mentions. We'll see what happens. But but anyway, I just thought there was a little bit of a difference between the Powers of Pain in the NWA as compared to WWF. And, and, and I guess I didn't see that with the Brainbusters. And then what else I loved? Brainbusters in WWF were managed by Bobby Heenan. I forgot about that. Yep. That's why they were the brain busters. The brain. The brain. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, <clears throat> I didn't think of that. Anyway, I, lo- I love that pick at number one. And looking back, yeah, eight might be too low. But I think I even said it at the time how I just think that those guys personify well, tag team wrestling. You know what, Mike? Sometimes in life we make mistakes, and you made one in this show. So, <laughs> so you know, it's okay, buddy. On. Okay, please. <laughs> Professor and the guy named Seth lay out. Lay out means shut up. Okay, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. This might sound crazy, but I got a question. You take pride in your face because I take pride in mine. And that's why I am done with these mishmash overpriced drugstore razors to shave my face. So when I received my Harry's.com personal shave kit at my doorstep yesterday, yo, I just smiled. Just the way Harry's is presented, you can tell you were treated like a stud, not like some punk. The starter set, check this out. Three high-quality German-engineered blades, a pristine bottle of shaving cream, and an awesomely beautiful designed handle to house your razor. All this shipped to your doorstep for free, guys, and it includes a very polite thank you card. Thank you for purchasing Harry's.com. Now that's class. The shave I get, guys, the shave I get from Harry's.com, it's so clean, it's, it's, it's as smooth as a baby's buttocks. The blades, as I said, all manufactured in Germany at a production facility that is almost 100 years old. So the guys at Harry's bought this facility. They bought this factory. Now that's passion for quality. So go to harrys.com and enter my code, T-A-Z. That's Taz, T-A-Z, at checkout and get $5 off your first order of the starter set. That's right. With my code, T-A-Z, you get a month's worth of shaving for just $10, guys. That's harrys.com, code T-A-Z, at checkout, and change the way you shave forever. Mm. 
Okay, we're back right here on the Fancy Draft Edition. Honorable mention. Wait, wait, hold on. Seth has a comment. I want to jump in an honorable mention, a question for Mike. I was really surprised that Mike didn't have uh, Pat Patterson and Ray Stevens on his list. I was surprised Mike... That's my first honorable mention Hold on. Good point. I was surprised Tanae didn't have... Uh, Crusher and Bruiser on there. Right. I have them on my list. Wow. Uh, what happened today to you? What happened to you? Yeah, and come on. Again, when I think of Bruiser and Crusher, and don't get me wrong, they were together for years and years. Stevens and Patterson together for years and years. But so often, the singles career of Dick the Bruiser, the singles career of Crusher, like Ray Stevens, like Pat Patterson, Singles career were so good that it overshadowed him as a team. Uh, the Blonde Bombers, Stevens and Patterson, is my first honorable mention, and they just missed out on on my list. Uh, the thing that I liked about them as a team, they dominated that San Francisco territory that was the Roy Shires territory yeah. for so many years. And what, what Roy Shires would do, he would have his Cow Palace, his big shows in San Francisco, with his U.S. title match main event singles. But... He did not run that same program, for the most part, at his other cities, at his San Jose's, at his Sacramento's. Instead, what he did uh, much, much of the time was tag team matches on top, four-man, six-man tags at the shows that weren't at the Cow Palace that would enable that same group to work, but he would not cannibalize that big main event that he had in San Francisco by putting it in the other cities. So Stevens and Patterson had so many matches together as a tag team, even when they were strong at as singles guys, but Seth, you must be looking over my shoulder at my list because they were my number one honorable mention. I, I just, yeah, I figured they would be somewhere. We ran out of tape on that last commentary. Oh, uh, I think <laughs> I gave you the history of San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I, just, I mean, it's my show. I just wanted to mention my honorable mention, then I'll just go away. I just, I, oh, you I, have one? I, I have can a couple. It, can you make it quick? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Because then Seth and I have a couple more. All right, Seth, you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I won't uh, go off on any uh This is done by. This is the last show. He's, he's not a lot <laughs> cool, Great. I, I have a bunch, so I'm just going to list them off really quickly. All right. Patterson and Stevens, the Funks, Arnon Tully I had on here, the Briscoes, Fuji and Saito, the Valiants. Uh, you just went through a whole Google. You know what? I'm no, done I, no, I did uh, not. Yeah, no, no, this I, is your last show. No, too. I did not. Yeah, no, I'm done. I'm These done. are from me, from my Such heart. Such a liar. You're looking at your iPhone, a whole lot on Google. No, I typed out all my stuff. All right. Get out of here. It's no, not on Google. Homework around here. Doc and Gordy, Hanson and Brody, the Hardys, Edge and Christian, this guy. Sabu and Van Dam. Well, now he's, now he's just running down every tag team in history. Thank you, I mean, Mike. I got Thank you, Mike. Too. Hey, Thank you, Mike. Bruiser Thank and you. Crusher and Beer Money. You know what, Seth? All the strides you gained since the top manager show, all the strides you gained with the wrestling f- community. Back in the basement? You're in the poop house. As yes. Call yes. Yes. God, evaporated. Yeah, you're just right there by just rattling along. Every tag team that owned a pair of boots. Yeah, you missed Ole and Gene while you were at it. <laughs> you're right. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew. You're right. Yeah, yeah see, I'm watching. Uh, good point. Good point. I mean, really, how about the Hardys? Okay, I had them. On, no, no, I know, Seth. You had them on your list. I'm talking to Mike. You're done, Mike. Kill, kill, oh, Seth, kill the, your own Mike. Uh, this, is um, one, now, this is the one where you, I, I knew there was going to be this attack at the end. Do, do I have attack. any more honorable mentions, or am I just going to do the job no, you do, the you do, the show? You do, I like the attack line, and I just told Seth to kill his own Mike. That's a first. <laughs> kill your... Kill your own mic. So I I don't understand how I, I sent you a picture, by the way. I don't know how not you, Mike. I don't know how um you, Mike, cannot have the Hardys anywhere not not on the list. I didn't have them on my list either, but not have them on your honorable mention. How is that? What do you mean how? I didn't have them on my honorable mention? You only got them on there because now I said it. That's oh, you're why you got them on there. 
Oh, I'm crazy I'll, like I'll, a fox. I'll, I'll send you my list right here. Uh, yeah, I'll how are you going to send me your list? If I had a fax machine, I'd fax it to you. Well, if you had a fax machine, it would be 1991. <laughs> <laughs> That's if you had a fax machine. No, look, again, who, who's again, on your... I'm going to put the Hardys in that group where, while I thought their, you know, work was absolutely amazing. Right. Uh, especially the, you know, the fact that they, they put those TLC matches with Edge and Christian. And, well, well, hold and on. Let me ask you Mike, Mike and Seth. Mike, turn your mic back. Uh, Seth, turn your mic back on. All right, I'm back on. All right, so how did we do, you, us three, did we do the Hardys wrong because we had, let me, hear me out, guys. We had Edge and Christian on here and we had the Dudleys on here and and it takes three great teams to do that that TLC stuff that those boys did, and we did not have the Hardys on any of these top tens. Is that not cool? Yeah, we did them wrong. I I will admit to that, but I will also say that their singles careers that skyrocketed after their tag team to me hurts them in terms of their tag team ranking. But I would have them. You know, there would could be no argument about the Hardys being a top ten tag team, none whatsoever. Well, you got your Twitter people are going to go crazy, but oh, they, yeah. they we we yeah. love the Hardys. It doesn't mean we don't like them just because they're not on the top ten. I mean, they're a great team, no I doubt. I, we had There's Matt, a lot of Matt tag Hardy teams. was on my show when my show was good, but I didn't have well, you two guys on it. Well, now your politics are just bad because you should you know I take know. care of your guests. I love Matt. You take care of your guests, right? I know. Unlike you do with Seth and I. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> now you guys are just like furniture in the room. Um, yes, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, uh, but I'm looking at my list. I don't know who I would remove and put the Hardys in the there. Hardest, that's the hardest part, isn't it? Yeah, it is, man. You, it really you is. You sit there and you go back and forth and you get that list and you think it's going to be easy. And then when you start taking people out like a Stevens and Patterson, like a Hardys, um, I, I'm going I'm to throw in a couple of quick honorable mentions, then you can take this thing home, Taz. Oh, thanks, Mike. Uh, I'm, like I'm running the show. Of course. What else is there new? There was a tag team, and again, this is going to fall under the not being together long enough to be ranked in the top. Well, that's but, been your that's been your crutch the whole, the whole while. So, and I, I, I know it has. I'm going to go back to it one more time. That Hollywood Blondes team of Ooh. Austin and Pillman. Yeah, they were great. Yep, yep. It was so good. You talk about Arn and Tully kind of as a team, and you think of, of Austin and Pillman and how just how well they, they were great. together as a team. It was just yeah, it was awesome. really special. So Good call on that. I forgot about that. That's a good call. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the hardest part is having to narrow it down to 10. So, yeah, we apologize to the guys that uh, that we left out or, or were just right outside the top 10. Set. Yeah. Could have been 20 easily. Well, I think what we have to do here to um, – well, I'm making a new rule. You know, there's new rules all the time here, guys. And uh, basically what's going to happen is honorable mention going forward, you'll only allow three. And I'm looking at yeah, you, Seth. Yeah, 403. <laughs> I know. you had 403. <laughs> you'll only allow three. Yes, sir. Seriously. And I want to, Seth and Mike, I want to, when we do Fantasy Draft Editions, I want to incorporate the fans of HPM. I want to get some of my fans involved where I want to get their list. I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to do that with an email or uh, give out an email address or something or give Mike today's personal email well, and his phone number. Bad, I thought it was a bad idea when you brought Seth in, and now you're really opening up the door. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, have you, have you, uh, let, me, let me just give you two words. Quality control. <laughs> okay. Professor What's Vegas, your show's been canceled. <laughs> Mike endearing himself with yes. the fan base. Um, it's called being interactive, bro. I mean, people have opinions. I get tweets all the time. I'm sure you guys, too, oh. do also. I mean, top ten list, you know? Oh, yeah. You, you are an idiot because you did not include yeah. blank. 
I know. Yeah. I mean, Randy Orton was the one I got slammed the most on. I love Randy. I'm a huge fan of his work, but for t- the current wrestlers, yeah. But yeah. he was out. You know, he was out. Yeah. So it kind of like was a no disrespect to him, but it was an out of sight, out of mind thing. And so many people when we did current wrestlers, you know, the uh, if, for those out there that haven't heard it, you can find it right right there on on my list of shows on the Human Podcast Machine. It's one of the earlier ones, and um, the first one it was the first Fantasy Draft Edition, actually. And ran, and uh, anyway, people were hot. About Randy Orton, that he wasn't, that we, none of us listed him. What about you guys, Seth and Mike? Who else? Who do you remember people were hot about? Uh, Sting on the all, all time. time. Yeah. All time, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They, 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 had, they had plenty of opinions. Uh, I think there was a lot of John Cena fans that uh, yeah. that maybe had, had, had chimed in on, on some of our things. There were some Bret Hart fans that thought that he got disrespected. And, and you know what? We love that passion that they have. But as we try and explain, this is the, the toughest thing in the world to come up with this subjective type list. Yeah. Because you, you know you're going to step on toes. There's, there's yeah. no way that you're not. I, well, absolutely. I feel for him because on our all-time list, I'm still pissed that you guys didn't have Macho Man on. I'm still mad. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I, well, you just can't. You, you can't just let it go. I can't. Uh, I, I can't. I, I'm going to have to have him kill his mic again. I, <laughs> this is like, and the show's almost over. I, I was going to say, just, just kill both of our mics. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you can't see this because I'm in Vegas, but I just put the pencil in my mouth and I'm flipping my tie. And of course, I'm the only guy that, that wears a tie when he does a podcast. <laughs> of, course, of course, I'm only wearing a tie at this point. And oh, I, might, oh, I, might, I might be the I might be the only guy on here that knows what mean when you said you put the pencil in your mouth. <laughs> Seth has no idea what that means. I got it. That means we're wrapping up. So yeah, hard enough time with popcorn match. Let's yeah, he's, yeah, that's the last match. That's the last match. Oh, that's the second match. <laughs> oh, wait, it's the third match? He, he knew if he said it, it enough options, he'd get it right sooner or later. Dude, you guessed. It's like the same thing with this freaking honorable mention. You got <sighs> 9,000 freaking names on there. I didn't I, I, Doc and Gardy. Doc and DiBiase. Only <laughs> Gene. Did I mention Tanaka and Fuji? How about Harlem Heat? I don't think you guys gave enough props to the Valiants. Hey, <laughs> Mike, put your pants back on. <laughs> put your pants back on. You're having too much fun. Put your pants back on. That's great. <laughs> And I just looked up. How about the fabulous kangaroos? <laughs> I just looked up. Hey, don't forget the moon dogs, okay? <laughs> kangaroos, moon dogs, Bush, uh, Bushwhackers Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, Bushwhackers. Right at that. Yeah. Nah. This was fun. Nah. Good job, guys. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, maybe it wasn't fun, but it was something. No, but top ten tag teams. There you have it. Fantasy Draft Edition. I thought it was great. Good job, Professor Mike Tenay. Good job, Seth. Don't say it if you don't mean it. I, I mean it. Good job. The lists were good. I, uh, I was happy thank with you. this. I think our fans will love it. Well, my fans. You guys have no Did fans. Did I mention Adonis and Murdoch? You know, Adonis <laughs> and Ventura really weren't bad either. Oh, East West Connection. I totally forgot. <laughs> God, thanks, Mike. Jeez. They were great. All right. The one-two punch was going to take Bob Backlund down. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I can't follow one-two punch. On that note, thank you guys for downloading and subscribing to the Human Podcast. We've seen this was the Fantasy Draft Edition Top 10 Tag Teams. We'll be at you again next month with another Fantasy Draft Edition. Make sure you check out the other shows on Play.it, other podcasts, and always listen to me, yours truly, Taz, the Human Podcast Machine. For Seth, for Professor Vegas Mike today, I'm Taz. You're not. Goodbye. Goodbye.